3: You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. <laughs> no, you
2: got it. <laughs> My god. What what you what is in here? Somebody sent me two human heads. Get those
4: away from me. Heavily Saran wrapped items that could be the shape okay, of a skull.
2: We're just
0: going
3: to hash <laughs> this out right now. I'm going to open them right now. No you are not. You get out of this room if you're opening mail that someone randomly sent here.
0: So you were not expecting these? No.
3: Get out of here. Do not open that in here. Wait, hold it up to the mic. Is it ticking? Stop it.
4: No. I don't hear any ticking. I don't
3: either. They are perfectly shaped. When he walked in, I go, are those human heads?
2: (laughs) I don't know what they
3: are. Why are you opening these? Because I'm I'm
2: curious to find out what they are. Open it out there. It was sent to me by a woman named Tara.
3: Yeah. Sounds crazy. In Independence. (gasps) She's probably a lovely woman. Yeah. And nice. so were both her ex husbands.
2: <laughs> well, they're at the bottom of the ocean, but.
3: Uh. Uh, listen, we're going to have this out right now. And I'm going to say it in the, the nicest in possible terms. What okay? have I done? What have I done? It's not you. Oh. I'm saying this in the nicest possible terms to our listeners, to the Dana and Parks family that is deep and wide and every age in every town. Please do not send stuff here. Please do not. No,
2: I, 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 I do not agree with what you just said, and I, I encourage no, no, the reception no. of wonderful Do you know how gifts. much prison
3: mail we get in a week? I don't open anything anymore. It's fun so to just, read. So just please don't send all stuff here. All that prison
0: mail winds up on my desk. <laughs> well, first of all, it's not a human head.
3: All right, what is it? It's a shrunken head. No. It's aggressively wrapped. <laughs> you
2: know what, it is. You know my An buddy, Animal Joe, head? It's so funny you said shrunken head. Why did you say
3: that? Because it looks a little bit smaller than a human head. I don't know, like something that belongs to a smaller person or child. I don't want you opening that in here. God.
2: You know, my, my best friend Joe, who died two years ago. Yes. Was it, He recorded three albums professionally. Okay. Under the name Shrunken Head.
3: Okay. Could we huh. focus, please, that I really do not want you opening those in here.
2: It's not a head. It's a candle. Okay. This, by the way, this is Shrunken Head. This is my buddy Joe, Shrunken Head.
3: I just would like to say we appreciate it. We really do. It's a beautiful but, candle. But we don't need anything. You know, it just stresses me out. Well, is
2: it a... Well, you know what? There's two of them. Guess what you're not getting well, now? You
3: go right ahead, Scott. But, like, you have to admit the way that is wrapped it looks... It looks like a skull. It looks like a skull.
0: Is it yeah. homemade? Is it made out no, of
2: tallow? No, it's a Goose Creek three-wick
3: candle. Oh, thank oh. you. It's All normal. right. Thank, I, you, I, thank you, Tara. I'm sure I'm... Now she's probably listening and is it upset, but... You know, I would also caution you that if you're going to send something, do not wrap it
2: and make it look like it
3: (laughs) it came from an anatomy lab or um, an episode of Sopranos
4: Uh, from the text line. First name Tara, last name wrist.
3: All right. (laughs) I mean, it's a lovely if you were wrapping that up, Scott. At the end of the wrapping process, what would you have thought? "Eh, Uh, Maybe this is not maybe the best idea.
2: Probably need to put it in a different box. Right. (laughs) It's a very nice gift and (laughs) doesn't
0: look like bones were were boiled down to make it. (laughs) Thank
2: you, Dan. Yeah,
3: really. All right, yeah. well, I'm going to talk about a new movie coming up while you unwrap the other shrunken head because I had Sam pull the trailer. I'm so excited. Uh, the New York Times always does these uh, like movie reviews, and if you like scary movies like I do, there's one they're saying you have to watch, and I don't think Scott will watch it, and I don't even know that I can stand to watch it, but I'm intrigued. It is called Trunk Locked In. Uh,
4: no. Wait, have you seen this? Is it clean?
3: I, I it, it's, it's just the, the trailer. Yeah. All
4: right, we're going in blind. Scott, be ready.
3: Describe what you're seeing, Sam.
4: Uh, She is looking out the seam of a trunk. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm out. Okay. That's not even English. So, yeah, let's not air that. (laughs) German single
3: location shocker. Listen to me single location shocker. Melina wakes up disoriented in a trunk with no idea how she got there. Until she replays a video that shows how she and her boyfriend were assaulted by an unknown assailant as she is hemorrhaging from a massive gash on her body. Mm. She is piecing together that she was kidnapped as part of some sort of trafficking ring and the car is speeding to her doom. So keep in mind, this is going to be a film that is solely shot in a dark trunk of a car.
0: Is it, this
2: a foreign movie? Now, now it sounds really awful.
3: No, I think it will be scary, and I'm out. There's a there's a movie with um, Halle Berry called, I think it's The Call. You'd have to look it up. I think it's The Call, where she's a 911 dispatcher, okay? And this call comes in, and it's like a teenager or a very, very young woman. I'm trying to remember who is in the trunk of a car and she is incredible she's, movie. Oh, it's such a good movie. And Halle Berry is saying, "Okay, can you hear yeah, anything?" It's the call. Yeah, can you hear anything to like sh- do you hear train tracks? Like we we've got to figure out where you are. And I don't want to ruin it, but the one thing the dispatcher tells her to do to try and alert people that there is someone in this trunk is brilliant. Hmm. It's not a new, new car obviously because today the new cars have those little latchy things because they know people are getting kidnapped and shoved in trunks of cars. Uh, but back then they did not. That movie scared the daylights out of me.
4: Rip into the light and uh, try to stick your hand out was the old trick.
3: How long could you last in the trunk of a car?
4: Me? Yeah. At 6'5", 235 pounds, about four seconds before I had a heart attack.
3: Scott, you're claustrophobic.
2: Mm -hmm. I I, I would not do well in the trunk of a car. I'll be honest, I don't even know how to get out of a trunk of a car.
3: There's a button inside now that says exit.
2: You yeah, push it. But I'm also a six-foot-tall, two hundred and fifteen-pound man. I don't expect to be thrown in one. You never know. I will claw my way.
0: I mean there's ways to make you
2: fit.
3: You you do have to think about this. <laughs> okay. Quit sounding so weird. The NTSB or or whoever thought that it was likely enough that people are getting trapped, that they then mandated on all new cars after what, damn, would you say? 2015? That trunks had to have a way for you to get out. And oh, it's been a while. If you yeah. Ga- if you think about it, how many people have actually ever been kidnapped and put in the trunk? The more likely scenario is during the heat of the August, July months, children wander in there, get trapped, mm. and are are suffocated. I, I don't know that that was because of the kidnappings. Because I mean, how I mean, how likely is it that that's going to happen? I'm not it, saying it doesn't happen.
0: They put in the trunk release uh, hat, uh, little hatch release pull thing. Uh, because of children getting yeah. stuck inside.
3: And then like one or two people trunks. who get kidnapped. Perhaps. I would bet it's more than two. The film is called Trunk Locked In. <laughs> if
0: you're
4: kidnapped and in a trunk and the car is speeding, what are you going to do when you open the trunk? Oh. Jump and pray?
3: I don't know. Great point. If you're on a highway, you open it so you go, I'm in here. Well, You'd have true. to brace yourself so you don't fly well, out. but
2: wouldn't the kidnapper driver... See
3: the trunk fly up, pull over, and just close it again? I don't know. I don't want to think about it, which is why I'm not watching Trunk Locked In. Did it you say good. you watched some of it? No, it's getting ready to come out. Oh. Looks like it's a German
0: movie, perhaps? I
3: watch foreign film titles all the time now. <clears throat>
0: Something about a scary
4: movie where you have to read every single word. No, no, no. no. Have you
3: noticed, you guys, where when you're watching, I watch better now with subtitles, and it'll say creepy music. Yes. Dramatic music. Dramatic music. Yes, yes, yes. There was one the other night, Dan. I'm trying to remember what the adjective was, but it was hilarious. (laughs) Like, low drum bell sounds. (laughs) See, here's... here's, Who's in charge of, like, calling things what they are? And
2: and, and I I haven't memorized it yet, but... Have you ever noticed, like, and I, we watch with subtitles, too. And I think this started during COVID.
4: I did, too. Or, or di-
2: I started using subtitles during Ted Lasso. When Ted Lasso first came out, I couldn't understand some of the English <laughs> dialect. And so I would put Ted Lasso on subtitles. And I just got so used to it, and I like it, that I just kind of left it
0: there. I started using subtitles when I started getting more but, gray.
2: But, okay, wait, wait wait. But wait, here's, wait. Here's one, wait, wait. Here's one thing I've noticed. There are words in the English language I did not know existed and it usually involves the sounds that an animal makes yes I like, have them here like goats crowing
3: the the Dallas Observer has a list of the funniest most bizarre captions and subtitles for sounds okay. they've literally rounded them up here's one wet squelching. <laughs>
0: Yellow. What does that sound like? Very descriptive and you understand what it is.
3: Sam, I think we have this one in the sound bank in the Dana and Parks folder. Menacing, guttural, growling. Whoa. Whoa. Mm. That sounds serious.
4: (laughs) Oh, there it is. There it is. (laughs) (laughs)
3: All right. What was that? Why did you do that the other day? I was thinking intently
4: about going to the Super Bowl. Oh, that's right.
3: You were saying I wasn't going to go. And I'm like, Mm.
4: in a matter of, no, you said you weren't going to go. And we said you were. Here's a few more. (laughs) That's very amazing. Flesh
3: distending wetly. Oh, I know.
0: Splorching.
3: Wet rustling. Here's one. (laughs) Tentacles squelching wetly. How else would a tentacle squelch if not wetly? Mm -hmm. Lips smacking wetly. Here's one. Feral snarling. (laughs) Now, there is an interesting point from the text line. These cues are for the
4: deaf watching movies. Mm -hmm. If they don't have a reference of that sound, that means nothing
3: to them. It is a great point, Sam. But why is it? Is it my age that now when I don't have closed captioning on, it doesn't have to be a British film. It doesn't have to be in Japanese. I prefer now watching with the subtitles. And I think 20 years ago, I would have been like, oh, my God, get the subtitles up there. I now mm-hmm. want the subtitles and yep. I want to see guttural gurgling.
0: So in in an answer? <laughs> yes, it is your age.
3: You think so? I'm
4: yep. 26 and I use subtitles.
3: Wait. Desiccated withering. Mm, very dried out. Desiccated what? Desiccated Desiccrate? with. I don't it, even know the what desiccated subtitles need means. to be easy desiccated? enough that I'm not reaching for a dictionary when I read it. I know what desecrated means. Nope. What, desiccating.
0: It's very, uh, when things dry out.
3: <laughs> Hand <laughs> like unfurling a... creakily. Creakily? Yes. <laughs> Here's one Creatures mule pathetically. Yeah. <laughs> the people in charge in Hollywood of coming up with the subtitles? Uh,
2: probably not people in Hollywood. No,
3: I want to be that. I want to, I want that job. Okay. I feel like that sounds like creatures mewling pathetically. Oh, that's a good What one. is mewling? Meow. 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 No, that's meowing. No. Meow.
0: Meow. You're feeling very, uh, it, 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 like in pain What's or sad. What's going
3: on right <laughs> now? <sad. laughs> what?
0: Mewling? Mewling. M-E-W-L. Meuling.
3: Dan, I don't. Mm. I don't know that that was muling pathetically. That's a very specific. Type I got to work on my pathetic muling. Dan,
2: can you try one more time to mule pathetically?
3: <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like something lewd. That sounds well like something played. you're gonna
2: do tonight, not today, weirdo. Scott cut is, you a check.
3: Is he muling pathetically? <laughs> Scott
2: cut you a
0: check. Nice. Well played. <laughs>
2: And it has started. Uh, We anticipate other school districts will quickly follow suit. Uh, The Kansas City, Missouri school district, uh, Dana just forwarded this to me, uh, has announced that if, if, knock on wood, let's not get ahead of ourselves, if the Kansas City Chiefs are to win on Sunday night, school will be canceled next Wednesday for a potential parade.
3: And Scott, we knew this was coming and, and, You even said this during the break, like, why would they announce this now? You have to give parents of littles plenty of time to get childcare in order.
2: You're absolutely right. Uh, They write in a letter to parents, due to the expected extreme traffic around town, normal school bus operations may be impacted, making it challenging for us to conduct classes as usual. We want to give our families and staff ample time to prepare in case of a victory. Additional notifications will be sent out to families on Monday confirming the school district status for the parade day and more details on how this would impact Kansas City public schools.
4: I don't even want to mention how it would lead to this happening, but can you imagine the classroom on
2: that day if they are present? Not a lot of studying going yeah, on. They're going right. to be mad. Yeah. Uh, it's the right thing to do. I mean, who, you know, who cares? It's one day. And they, they even said in the – in the because there haven't been a lot of missed school days this year because of the weather. Right. And they said in the email, uh, even if we were to take off on Wednesday, this would not create a a scenario where we would have to add an extra school day. Right. Even with those two
4: weeks where it seemed like they were off for well, two
2: weeks.
4: It did.
3: It did. Remember, Scott, when it was snowing? Yeah, but they weren't out for two weeks. I mean, people were screaming that my kid has not been in school in that 10 first days.
2: oh you're right yeah there, there was a time in december wasn't there
4: no that first week with the snow uh in january was it they january? were only in on wednesday i
2: believe uh and you're right texter um going back to the um subtitles conversation uh goats bleat Meh. so it'll say goats bleating
3: bleating goats
2: i don't know what bleating is it's what they do After listening to Dana for the last 15 minutes on this show, I am tired. (laughs) I'm sorry you're tired. Why do you hate joy? (laughs) A story here from the New York Post. A wild video shows the moment that a pickup truck plowed into the ocean at a Florida beach that was closed to traffic. With the clueless driver later trying to justify his annex by telling deputies that it was not his fault. Quote, the truck don't surf. At the time of his arrest... On Tuesday, yesterday, Jason Bruskovitz, 49 years of age, also claimed that he thought he was in England and then asked a deputy, are we not in Kansas anymore? Bruscovitz was busted in New Smyrna Beach around 9 a.m. after the sheriff's department said he drove around a closed gate with a do not enter sign without paying a toll fee and proceeded onto the beach in which he drove his car into the ocean.
3: Hmm. Uh, I'm going squirrel with some Chiefs news momentarily because do you know how good Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are with the media? I mean, they always know exactly what to say, exactly how to say it. And with all of the media heat on the both of them, they, they've become really, really savvy and good with the media. Okay. A few hours ago, the NFL on CBS posted a question that a very savvy reporter asked Travis, and I'm going to give you the question, but first, Carrington Harrison just retweeted it from next door at 610 Sports and just simply said, boy, Travis is really good at this. Here's the question. Travis, who's getting a ring first, the Niners or Taylor Swift? <laughs> oh, Wow. Wow.
2: I'm hoping I get this ring on Sunday. I know that.
3: Ah, Deflect! (laughs) Deflection!
2: Uh, Sir, you didn't answer the question. You want to try that one again? Your Honor, (laughs) he did not answer the question. You you know the old rule in journalism. You ask the question three times. If they never answer it, they're never going to answer
3: (laughs) it.
2: So, Travis, was (laughs) that Niners or T-Swift? Go. I'm hoping I get this ring on Sunday. I know that. I know that.
3: Witness needs to answer the question. (laughs)
2: sustained
3: <laughs> there was a little bit of a pregnant pause there. Cause I think he was even like,
2: uh, can, can I, can I, uh, this will be the only time I, I talk about the two of them today. And and I, and I love their romance. And I, I think they're they're just the cutest couple. Why is everybody racing them down the aisle? They haven't even been dating a year and they probably don't get to see each other very often. She, she wants herself some babies, Scott. Well, she can get some babies, but wait, oh God, we have. Does to, she want babies, it, or we, did no, li, Swifties listen, want her to when want we babies? Come yeah, back, I think that's the better question. You know, okay.
3: when we come back, Leanne Morgan, who's one of my favorite comedians, who's coming to Kansas City here in uh, several weeks, she does an entire spiel on the Mahomes family and then Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, and she's updated it in the last couple weeks, and she talks about it. She says that Taylor Swift, her ovaries are aching. And she likes that big. (laughs) Yes, she does. She wants a baby, and she's very Southern accent. That girl wants a baby. When has
2: Taylor Swift ever said that the clock is ticking and she's running out of time? Who
3: in this top floor has ovaries? Raise your hand. I don't. I am telling you, at age thirty three, those things start aching, and then Travis walks in, and other things are aching. If you know what I mean. Okay.
2: All right, welcome back. Hey, don't forget, every Friday at 5, we do Festivus Friday, the airing of the grievances. Uh, That comes up Friday at 5 o'clock. Also on Friday, Kara Markser and Dana Wright will be breaking down the Super Bowl in a way only they can. Scared money don't make money. Scared money don't make money. We know that. Girl! Uh, That will be recorded tomorrow night, and we will play it on Friday during the show. A convicted Las Vegas felon brutally attacked a fellow inmate during a hearing inside the same courthouse where just last month, another man jumped over a bench and attacked a judge.
3: What is going on at that courthouse?
2: Dustin Langham, 18 years old, was sitting next to several inmates inside Clark County District Court when he suddenly unleashed a barrage of blindside punches at Burden Bridge on February 1st, so about a week ago. It was a fracas. Uh, Can you describe it? Courtroom cameras captured the chaotic moment that Langham began his assault, landing several hits on his target as court personnel rushed to separate the two of them. The stream suddenly switched to a shot of Jaeger raising her arms. Jaeger is the judge as she watched (laughs) officers. Wait, the
3: judge's name is Jaeger.
2: Yeah. Uh, Court marshals and other officers removed all the other inmates from the courtroom.
3: All right. I feel like maybe they need to look into their security practices and maybe I think it's lacking. Beef up the bailiff system.
2: Uh, Not that you needed me to tell you this, but Fox News is reporting today that baseball is no longer America's favorite sport. Mm. I think we saw this coming. Uh, From Fox News, America's pastime is no longer the sport played on a diamond, but rather on the gridiron. A Pew Research survey found Americans believe that football, not baseball, is America's sport and the margin is wide. Uh, the survey included 12,000 adults. Man, that's a big survey. Uh, here was the question they were asked. Mm-hmm. If you had to choose one sport as being America's sport, even if you don't personally follow it, which sport would it be? 53% of Americans say it's football. Baseball was second at 27%. The rest of the list consisted of basketball, 8%. Soccer, Three percent. Listen, I love soccer. Still waiting for golf. Soccer is not America's sport. Never will be. Auto racing, three percent. Hockey, one percent. Something else. I bet that would include golf or tennis. Two percent. Golf didn't even make the We're list. We're just called Snubbed. other.
3: We're other. No, you're something.
2: You're something else. Something else. <laughs> not important is what that says. Nobody mentioned golf. Uh, the something else, oh, here we go. The something else section was the Pew Research Center allowing surveyors to write another sport if they needed to. Three other sports were written in under something else. Would you care to guess what they are?
3: Written in. Yep. Um, Pickleball. No. Tennis. No. Mm, I don't know, tell me. Boxing. Okay. Rodeo. Come on. And golf. I have a question. Honda is recalling more than 750,000 vehicles to fix faulty passenger seat airbag sensor. Am yep. I? Is this just me or is is this the year of the recall? Uh, it is the year of the recall. So 750 vehicles to fix faulty passenger seat airbag sensors. If we can put a lunar uh, robotic thing on Mars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> follow me here. I'm following. How is it that when I put my purse in the passenger seat of my car. And then I add, I don't know, my makeup bag and a couple of other items that I need for work. Mm-hmm. I'll drive about a mile and then all of a sudden, ding, ding, ding. I'm i am just going to say something right now on behalf of all of the women listening. And you know, can I get an amen? <laughs> I don't believe that they cannot come up with a system where they know it is not a human being in that seat. It is my bag. Amen. Why have we not figured this out? And I don't you know. Because it's I men don't... in charge of those stupid sensors, and you all walk around with wallets. Why can't you put it in the back seat? You know how... It's where be- I
2: put my backpack I, 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 I so it doesn't my, set off no, the I sensor. I want my
3: stuff right there where I need to... Maybe I need to grab it. To be distracted while you drive? Really? I'm asking. You are deflecting. Am I? There should be technology that can tell... There was one day I had my dog in my car because he was making this weird Is noise. This right before he jumped out? Yeah. Okay. And that damn sensor went off again. I had to put the seat belt on, not him, but, you know, belt it into the hole. And I thought, why can we not figure this out?
4: Well, How do you plan that they do that?
3: You should be able to know t- you should be able to tell the difference between a human being and and my little orange bag. But
2: but it's but the, the airbag sensor is based on weight, not on
3: figure or height. I don't believe that there is not technology to fix this. It drives me crazy because you know how much crap comes with Dana. Well I've got food, I've got a <clears throat> diet coke, I've got my bag, sometimes I've got my um backpack. That you, always sets it you, off. You know how
2: I feel about this. Uh I think you should be able to turn—I you. I don't think you should have to wear seatbelts. Oh, I, I'm going to disagree with you there. I don't—I I think that when you get into your car, if you so choose— If you don't and, understand physics— Yeah, and you're dumb, okay, and you don't want to put on your seatbelt, I also think you should be able to turn off your airbags.
3: Definitely the passenger airbag. We know that lives have been saved since seatbelt laws were, were put into place. So I, I'm not going to agree with you there. You know, I, I think that— the, the
2: Last segment, you asked who in this room has ovaries mm-hmm. to, to justify legitimately, I yes. think, your point that your opinion was more important
3: than mine on that subject. It's just that I think at age 33, I remember what that felt. So like.
2: I would ask everyone on this show who has been through the windshield of a car.
3: <laughs> Not me. I have. Yeah, you have. Raise your hand if you've been through the windshield of a car Twice. Not twice, once. Yes. Uh no, it was once twice. You exited well, and, and re-entered.
2: Well, I went through yeah, you're right. I went through it twice. I, I went count out those and then as back separate in. maneuvers. I went out and then fell back in.
3: You're right. So you got a twofer on that, and <laughs> yeah. I will you're right. I will defer to you. So I Twins believe has the floor. Twins,
2: the windshield <laughs> is my seatbelt. Uh Twims has the floor, and I believe that you should wear your seatbelt. You should keep your airbag on. But if for whatever reason you think you don't need to you should have that right what would that reason be um you live out in the country or you're no. just going two blocks no,
3: no rollovers happen in the country all the time then you're ejected and everyone's insurance rates come up do you know what else they call people that are not um restrained in hmm. in the EMS world yeah D- Bullets. donors projectiles yes. Yeah. And I don't want your body flying through your car and coming at me like a missile. Well, you, uh, <laughs> the windshield did stop okay, him. Physics. No,
2: the windshield did not stop me. I went through it twice. You, you, <laughs> you, you don't. No one exits the front windshield. If you exit a car in a wreck or a rollover, you're going out one of the sides because the dash is going to keep you in. Yeah. All right. That's what kept me in my my knees hit the dash, and it it forced me back into the car. And it's very painful. So I would encourage all of you to wear your
4: suit belts. But genuinely, without having some sort of, like, Iron Man-type technology to scan what oh, weight is in the is seat. this is not
3: <laughs> that high-tech. She is
2: worked up over To the tell is the like, difference <laughs> between, like, no a
3: 150-pound person and a Kate Spade bag. You, I don't need an no, MIT no, graduate you're, you're to figure right. that out. No,
2: Danny, you're right. There, there probably should be a weight threshold of 50 pounds. Would, you, would 50 pounds be okay? Well,
3: then they would say, well, what if your six-year-old is in the front seat and really shouldn't be? And then it does, I, uh. But if your six-year-old's in the front seat and they shouldn't be, you should have them buckled in anyway.
4: Also a great point from the text line. Uh, we've been talking nonstop for the last three years about adding these sensors to the back seat because of kids in hot cars.
3: I had a rental in Florida, mm. Mm. and when I turned the car off, it went ding, ding, and there was like verbiage right in front of me that said, "Check the back seat." Oh, really? Yep. What kind of car was it? It was a Cadillac because that was all they had, and I'm not a fancy person, and I did not like it. It was too big. Did it have a converter? It was enormous. Shut up! Really? It was a Chevy with a Cadillac <laughs> <Come> on, <I'm, laughs> converter. I'm really? On you. I'm just goofing <laughs> on you. Focus! It said, "Check the back seat." But you know what? Like, <laughs> I feel like even if you have kids. That sensor would just get as blended into the rest of the noise in your life as everything else does. Somebody
2: has a good point on the text line. Um, After a month or something, you know? Bag, why not make it heat sensitive?
3: There we go. Bags
2: don't produce heat, but humans do. However, having said that, how many people put their bag in the front seat, right? They drive to work, and they swing by Burger King or McDonald's to grab some lunch. Yep. You get it to go. It's in the bag. Hopefully it's hot. It's hot. You put that bag on the seat, and then all of a sudden you've got heat activated. Ding! Oh, it drives me crazy! Somebody says, did it say check the back seat for murderers? (laughs) Zombieland rule number three or whatever it was, check the back seat. (laughs) That's right. Telephone number here is 913-586-7798-586-7798. Somebody says the, I don't know if this is true or not. I hadn't heard this, but we'll look it up in a minute. The new Toyota Highlander now has sensors in the back seats for seatbelts now, too.
3: Hmm. Oh. Hmm.
2: How do I feel? How do I feel? Mm.
3: So now you can't put your bag in the front seat and you can't put your bag in the back seat? Uh, Mike in Topeka. Hello, Mike.
0: Hey, guys. Hi. Um, So there is actually already a low-tech solution to this problem. Uh, If you go on Amazon and just look up seat belt buckle clip, you can find just the end of the seat belt buckle. Mm -hmm. You get like a a two pack of them for like ten or twenty bucks, and you just clip that in, and then you know whenever you've got in your passenger seat, it's no longer gonna trip the uh, airbag sensor.
2: Yeah, some people use that for their driver's Uh, seat. I, I don't, I don't condone that.
0: I, we like to use them for when we go garage sailing, because, you know, if you're going from house to house, you don't want to constantly hear that dinging at you. We'll throw those in just so, you know, we
1: can go garage sailing without being annoyed by it. Okay. All
2: right, man. Hey, Mike, well, always thanks. good to hear your
4: voice. It's been a while. Uh, real quick, Dana, yeah. how heavy is your
3: bag? Well, point. my, my, um, leather backpack <clears throat> that I bring in that you love yeah, with the aviation Great stuff on in the inside, um, is pretty heavy because I, my laptop and the cords for it and a microphone and all that stuff. That's my equipment bag.
4: Now, this is only based on forums, but what I'm seeing is those sensors have a threshold of 65 pounds no way. before they kick off. No, not
3: mine. No way. N- nor
2: do mine, actually, Sam, uh, because my backpack is not heavy.
3: I had a purse and my makeup in that seat today, and it started going off, and I looked over and thought, you've got to be kidding no, me. And
2: I, Now, granted, I drive a Kia, and please, if, well, you, if you want to, come to the parking lot tonight and steal it. Uh, feel free. Um but when I put my, my book bag in my seat, and the only thing I keep in there is two small cans of Coca-Cola, my lunch, and an extra T-shirt, and a couple of toiletries, just in case. Um, it will trip the airbag sensor, and that bag can't weigh more than 10 pounds. Huh? Uh Sue in Baser. Hello, Sue.
0: Hello. Hi. Uh, my brother was in a car accident. He was wearing a seatbelt. The passenger was not... And the passenger was that projectile, hit my brother in the head who was been in a coma and, and um,
3: had lifelong injuries because of that. I, I'm so, sorry to hear it, Sue. I'm not surprised. Yes, um, seatbelts are so important I, I, wear them. N- n-
2: nobody knows that more than me. But if, if we're going to use the argument that humans are projectiles, and they can be, there's certainly a point to be made there, then we need to ban
3: motorcycles. Well, it, I think that's an apples and oranges argument, but okay.
2: Well, there's a human, and if you hit them, they become a projectile—a
3: <laughs> very okay. fast one. Thank you. <laughs> Got it. Uh, Faith in
2: Lawrence. Faith, hello, and I'm not advocating the banning of motorcycles.
0: Hello, Faith. My question, hello. My question was, what the heated. With the heated sensor, what if you have heated seats in your car? How
3: would that mess with your heat, uh, heat Ooh, sensor? Really good question. Ooh, I'd rather have heated seats. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. yeah.
2: Kid goes through the window, just don't take my heated seats. <laughs> right? No, that's, that's, a, right. A, that's, a, that's a really good point. And what do you do? Because when I get in, there's three little buttons right underneath the stereo, uh, the right seat, the steering wheel, and the left seat. And I just went in, in the dead of winter. I ain't got no time to play. Yeah. I just swipe my finger across all three of them, turn them all on. Uh, Donna Kelsey does not seem confident that she will be in a suite at Super Bowl. Yeah, she Bowl. said
3: she, I think she's happy watching it out with the fans, is she, what she said. Well, she
2: also says it may be too pricey for her. Uh, the Kelsey oh, no family matron. I agree with that. Yeah. Your <laughs> <laughs> son <Some> might want to <laughs> renegotiate their <that> contract. <laughs> Whose youngest son, Travis Kelsey, is playing in the big game, the Super Bowl against the 49ers. Uh, Discussed the pricey box seats at Allegiant Stadium during an appearance today on the Today Show. Says so she's feeling like she might have to be in the stands. Oh my gosh! Well, you can understand that the boxes in Vegas. I'm quoting here from her. You can understand that the boxes in Vegas are multi multi million dollars. So I have a feeling I'm not in a box. I have a feeling I'm in the stands. As far as I know, I'm in the stands with everyone else because it is a pricey Super Bowl. Uh, Donna's comments came after. Lisa McCaffrey, we mentioned her earlier this hour. The mother of Christian McCaffrey said last week that she will not be taking in the Super Bowl from a suite because none of us can afford it—not even Christian, money bags over there, <laughs> nor his fiance Olivia Colpo. Uh, suites for this year's Super Bowl rain. Oh my gosh!
3: Oh, it's insane. I had a very good friend of mine and the show that shall not be named, who called me today and said, "Hey, are you looking for tickets?" And I said, "No." He said, well, I've got two really good tickets for sale for $8,500 each. And I said, you have lost your mind. Suites for this year's Super Bowl range in price from
2: $800,000 to $2 million. Now, that must mean
4: the $3 million one got swooped up. Yeah. Wow. Also, did you catch that? She said that she has a line on tickets.
3: My buddy called <laughs> me and said, I have two, they're 8,500. And I go, you've lost your, m- I, I, no, that no. that's the that's tuition and the price of a car. Thank you, hard pass. Now, I mean, if Taylor
2: goes to the game, she almost has to be in a suite. Because she's so famous. Y- yes,
3: I'm sure that she's in one of the suites.
4: I'm sure uh, Goodell would allow her into his suite.
3: Okay. Uh, we'll get into this next hour.
2: A man is now facing felony charges for flying a drone. Over the Chiefs Ravens game. That's a no-fly
3: zone. That is. You're right, Sam.
2: That is. Uh, Wait
3: till you hear his excuse and it's not going to play well in court. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Ding-a-ling. All
2: right, quick break. Dan Weinbaum's got the news coming up in two minutes. That good looking guy over there is Sam Stevie the third. She is Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks. Here on KMBZ, we'll see you on the other side.
3: Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com.
2: All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?